Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. This episode is about mega bids. I was listening to podcasts and YouTube channels over the last few days, and there was a noteworthy example of a mega bid gone wrong, where the mega bidder did not appreciate the fact that his mega bid was accepted when you're bidding a huge amount greater than what you perceive the card to be worth in an open auction, but you don't know what the other bidder's behavior is. Apparently, somebody bid it up to where he had to pay either at or near his maximum, and it was way beyond what the card was worth. And I think this guy, whom I know somewhat, felt perhaps he was scammed. How could this happen? The problem is, if it's your Grail card, it's unlikely that you're the only one that thinks uh, certain cards are grail cards. Not every card is a grail card, but of those cards that are considered grails, it's unlikely in this big world that you're the only one that wants the card. Now, you may be the, the one that wants it the worst, and that's why uh, mega bids come into place. So before I get too far, let me thank my sponsors. Thanks, Huggins & Scott Auctions, Heritage Auctions, Tops Panini, Upper Deck, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. Mega bidding, uh, putting a bid out there, or like in uh, the catalog auctions, you can put in a max bid. And that means if things get going, even if you're asleep or you're not there at the very last, as bidders come in, you have a, not a top all bids, but a maximum bid that you should calculate and not just throw something crazy out there because you just might win. And I think there are influencers out there that tout and glamorize the idea of a mega bid as if there's bragging rights for putting something out there because you want this card really bad. I also wouldn't tell anybody if I was doing a mega bid. I, I don't think that's good for other people to know that. I'd be very private about it. But it does not even ensure that you're going to win. And also real possibility that you win at a price that you're either uncomfortable or in the current situation, essentially the guy reneged. He said, I I'm not paying. Like I said, whether he thought he was scammed or not, I don't know. But just the whole idea of mega bids, and by mega bid, I don't think it's 10% more than what the card is worth, 20% even. That's just being aggressive that I want to pay a little more than what I think it's worth. But when you're paying double or triple, to me, that's a mega bid. And you got to be very careful with that because you just might win, which is what happened. But like I'm saying, I think that has contributed to what I feel are prices that are too high. Now, again, I'm a baby boomer and I'm more vintage than modern, but the escalation of prices with modern and vintage over the decades has been slow and steady until lately. And a lot of it I attribute to this aggressive, whatever it's sold for, then I'm going to have to pay more, which is not necessarily true because the comp might have been based on a mega bid that was accepted that sets a new standard, even though it really wasn't, like in this case, I don't think it was a serious bid. I didn't want to win it at that price. He wanted to win it uh, at a price that was above what other people would pay. And so, again, it just, too many things can go wrong. Uh, I have put in max bids on auctions, and when I have, it's been not crazy like that. For sake of argument, just use the round number of a thousand dollar card and you want it. You think it's a really good deal uh, or it's a rare card. I really want to have it. I want to buy it and there's no buy it now. So it's in an auction. It's cruising along there and you think, well, I'm going to bid 2000 or 3000 because if it's really recognized as being worth 
a thousand bucks or the current comps or any kind of guides that would suggest that it's worth a thousand dollars, that would be very aggressive. Now, for me, I just I wouldn't put a max bid or a mega bid out there at two or three thousand bucks for a car that I thought was a thousand. I don't really want it that bad. On the other hand, if it's your number one card, you need to be willing to pay two or three thousand bucks for that thousand dollar card. Again, if you you talk about a ten thousand dollar card, then you just multiply by ten or a hundred thousand dollar card. And like I said, some of the excessive pricing in our industry is due to some of these things coming together. And it's just a situation where that then gets reported as if that's the new standard. And uh, and frankly, if, if it's a thousand dollar card and you're willing to pay two or three thousand or you're going to put a mega bit of two or three thousand bucks on it, who's to say it's not worth two or three thousand bucks? I think you come at it with you look, are there any price guides that could be extrapolated based on uh, time? Uh, are there any other suggested ways to get at the value or the worth of the card? The comps that people do, usually they're doing the same card comps. And I think if somebody is really into the industry and really understands it, you would not just do the same card comp. You can get burned that way. You should take into account other very similar cards, either a similar player or a similar set or a similar serial numbering to give a, a balance and perspective to the one comp that card sold for a thousand bucks last month. And so I'm going to do a mega bit of 2000 bucks now. But like I said, this guy got burned. So I'm not going to outlaw mega bids or max bids, but people just need to have more restraint. I had uh, a couple of conversations with Bill Huggins. He's passed away now. Awesome guy that was uh, founder of Huggins and Scott Auctions, one of my sponsors. And we were talking one time, maybe at the National or at some other uh, function, and, and I said, I lost out on that uh, lot that you had. I really wanted it. And he said, well, why did you put in a max bid? And I said, I guess I didn't want it that bad. I would have been willing to pay more than what it went for. But you don't know that at midnight when I went to sleep, still having the high bid. Uh, he said, just put in the max bid. And he said, you realize I would know. I am the boss of the auction. So I can know. I don't really want to know, but I can know about max bids. But we had a great friendship and he had integrity. I wasn't really concerned about that. But I just think too many things can go wrong if you're putting in a bid, especially putting a bid that you really do not intend to honor. If you put in an outrageous mega, mega bid and you're thinking, I won't have to pay that, you're setting yourself up that your intent then is not to pay. If you put a $3,000 mega bid on a $1,000 item and you win, you were maybe thinking it would go for 1500 max, let's say. And then you're not just miffed, you may be scrambling financially, which I think my other friend was. Whatever you had intent on the front end, once you win that bid, then you have to pay. It's plain and simple. Even if you've got to borrow from a friend or put on a credit card, or generally people have other cards that have value. And if you put it on a credit card, you have 30 days to pay it off before the bill came due. And I would hope that if anybody would put a bid of any kind, they would honor it, whether it's a mega bid. But don't bid if you're not prepared to win at that price to pay. So I'm only going to bid up to a level that I'll feel good about it. And there's certain cards that are grail cards for me. I'm still not going to pay. In fact, I'm not even going to pay the going rate. I'd rather have the money than the card. There's a few cards that's not true for, but this is very similar to show bidding. It's bad when you uh, bid up a card, especially if it's your own stuff or you bid up your friend's stuff to try to help your friend or your alter ego get more money. But you have to have some other bidder there. And if that other bidder stops then you as a shill bidder just won. 
Okay, and so you have to pay. Now, if it's eBay, they're going to collect the money. Now, there, there's workarounds there and deceptive things where if the seller, you paid $2,000 for this card and, and if nobody outbid, you tried to bid somebody else up and they quit. So you own it at 2000 When you get the card, it's shipped to you and then and maybe it's across town or you see the guy at the next show and say, hey, I did you a favor. You got 2000 bucks less the commissions and eBay fees and things like that, but I'm giving it back to you. So you reverse out the transaction. That's unethical for sure, but you did buy it. You didn't commit any crimes other than you bought a card that you didn't want. You were hoping that the other bidder would bid you up. And same thing on the defensive side. If you have your own card or your friend's card and it's going way cheap and you just think, I'm going to bid that up a little bit because it's just going too cheap. I, in fact, I would buy it for that, even though it's my friend's. I don't even need to get my money back. I, it's a thousand dollar card that's going for 250. And I, I'm going to bid 250 because I, I'll just buy it for 250 and I'll keep it. Okay. To me, that's not a shill bid if you're buying it. Because you're going to keep it. You're going to pay the fees and all that stuff. The problem is when you make these shill bids and you win and then you don't pay, or, or even if you do pay, and it's not a real uh, transaction. So if your intent is anytime I put in a bid, I'm going to pay, then that's good. And that goes the same thing for shill bidding or mega bids. If I make a bid on something, it's an implicit contract that I'm going to buy it at that price. And a lot of the shill bidding, if it was strictly enforced, that if shill bidder reneged or or there was some funny business that was discovered, uh, that person ought to be in trouble. Okay, here's a hypothetical for you. If you've got uh, two cards on eBay, let's let's use eBay for example. It could happen with one of the uh, catalog auctions, uh, but it doesn't happen as much because they don't usually take two cards that are exactly the same, graded the same, same eye appeal, same grading company. They're both eights or nines or whatever, two different cards in the same auction. That happens in eBay. doesn't happen as much with Heritage. And so they try to stage those things out. Let's say one of the cards is yours and the others is somebody else's. You're not allowed to bid, uh, I don't think, on your own card, but you could bid on the same card that is the the other person's card. And as long as you're bidding with intent to win, but like I said, in the meantime, you're driving up the price of the people are going to see this one. It's a, again, the thousand dollar card. You've got the, your own thousand dollar card and the other person's thousand dollar card. And so they're both going for 250. And so you bid the other one, you bump it to 300, then 350, then 400, then 500. And maybe you're going to stop at 500. In the meantime, the one that was yours is probably going to follow suit. Again, not strictly speaking, shill bidding in the fullest sense of it, but it's still playing games in a hobby where we want everything to be straight shooters. I think mega bidding is a problem. Uh, I, I think people get their emotions involved. If any time you have to have it, it's a recipe for driving your own prices up. Just don't bid levels you're not willing to pay. And if you do win at that price, you have to pay. And then you have to do the painful thing of selling some other cards that you didn't want to sell in order to get the money to uh, pay off your credit card or whatever. Again, this doesn't happen in a card show where you're face-to-face. It doesn't happen as much, I don't think, with the catalog auctions, Heritage and Golden and all these others. They're probably pre-qualifying with the bidders, and the bidders are going to be careful not to run afoul because they really want to stay in good graces with those auction companies. So it's eBay where it's just so huge that they can't track everybody to the nth degree. I don't believe in one strike and you're out. I don't believe in uh, guilty until proven innocent. I think people make mistakes in the heat of the battle. I haven't made this mistake, but I've made other mistakes. And uh, if you have never done this, 
made a uh, passionate decision that turned out to be a bad decision, then you haven't lived very long. So I regret that it happened, but I'm hoping that this brings attention to the fact that the mega bid is, is a nuclear option that is to be used very sparingly. It's just surprising to me that we haven't heard more stories of two people mega bidding the same. In fact, I think it's happened. But again, that goes into the comps to make you think that it's really worth that when really two people were admittedly bidding way over what it was or being prepared to bid. But now the focus is on this one situation where the guy got bid up and and then he had to pay and he, he wasn't prepared to pay. Let's just say that. I think if he had to do over, maybe he'd do it differently. But that happens to a lot of us. Don't be too hard on your fellow collectors. I hope this is a blemish that he can make good on that because I do think it's tricky to anytime you apologize for something, there's all these different components of a true apology. I've mentioned them before. It's you're admitting you're wrong, saying you're sorry, making amends, which is a big one, and uh, making sure you're setting up so it won't happen again, and then asking forgiveness. Most people just want to make amends and they want to know you're never going to do it again. So that's my advice to, to this guy and to any of you that to make a hobby mistake. So at any rate, I'll be back again in a couple of days with another episode. This is just another uh, issue that uh, came up and wanted to address it. Thanks.